1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first 3 orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: This is packs what she said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney.
3: Something that I guess it's not really a moment but just a stat in general is just Packers' third down offense was actually atrocious against yeah, the Yeah, felt so bad. I think they completed like 14% of their third down tries. It was what like 2 of 14. Yeah, 2 of 14. That's that's never gonna win you a playoff game, you know. No, that's and atrocious. Like, the, yeah. like I don't think it—it it literally almost couldn't get worse. So,
1: yeah. I mean, like we said, they won this game, but there is plenty that I would have changed and made better. Um, like the Packers' offense for sure was not perfect at all, um, and now they're coming. And the Vikings are going to be an interesting opponent. We don't have to, I guess, get into them too much, but there's a lot of similarities I think between these two offenses where they have one of the best receivers in the league who can make explosive plays. He can literally do everything around the field, just like Tyreek can, who can score on a dime, but also a quarterback who can be very up and down. Um, I thought this Dolphins pass rush did a really, really nice job rattling Aaron Rodgers. I mean, there was a lot of offensive line shuffles in this game. I think that was like very overlooked at one point, right? David Bakhtiari is not playing. They end up losing Yash Nyman and Royce Royce Newman has to come in. (laughs) And he is just so brutal, Uh, brutal, right? And this, uh, this Dolphins pass rush is very good. And they lost Bradley Chubb. Like they didn't even have one of their best in there and they were getting to him. So that also changes what they were able to do. I don't know if it affected the run game at all. Obviously, having Royce in there is very different from Yash, but like Rogers somehow stayed upright. I think he was, he walked himself into one of the sacks, but you know, two sacks. Like it could have been way worse. Um hopefully next week against again a very good uh Vikings pass rush and front, they'll have David Bakhtiari back and they'll have Yash back as long like so offensive line shuffles. I think they overcame them, obviously, in this game, but very, very much affected the way this offense could run.
3: Yeah. And, you know, we talked about the way that the secondary has been playing for the Packers and how they've been up and down, but they capitalized in key moments. I will say, especially after the Rams game, and, you know, say whatever you want. Obviously, the Rams had trotted out 14 different offensive line combinations. So that was just a a brutal unit anyway. Five sacks against Baker Mayfield. You know, I, I understand that that is a really bad offensive unit. But we've seen improvement from Kenny Clark. Preston Smith had a yeah. hell of a game. You know, and had a really nice game. Um, Jaron Reed has been just about everywhere. Um, yeah, Devontae his fourth
1: w- fumble was huge.
3: Devontae he- Wyatt deserves more snaps. You know, the Packers first round uh, defensive lineman looked really good in his limited opportunities. So I will say, you know, like we talked about, there's no way to make up for losing Rashawn Geary. You, you cannot do it. He was on, you know, he was on another trajectory to have the best season of his career. And he will be missed regardless of how this this unit finishes up. But the way that they've been able to generate pressure the last couple weeks, I think, is going a long way in helping this Packer secondary to be able to capitalize on some of these plays with with these rattled quarterbacks and making them kind of throw up some of these these lame duck balls. So I want to give them kudos because that was a rough unit, you know, at, at spurts dur- during the season. And the way they've been able to not only defend against the run but generate some pressure as well the last couple weeks is on an upward trajectory.
1: I'm so glad you brought them up because I actually also wanted to kind of give a shout out to the defensive line because I think they went very, again, under the radar in this game where nothing that they did is really going to show up on the stat sheet. However, I think their ability to stop Raheem Moster and Jeff Wilson, like we mentioned earlier, and really make this Dolphins team one dimensional and force Tua to pass is how this Packers team won, right? Like the two go hand in hand. The secondary being able to pick off Tua and this passing game is because the Dolphins couldn't run the ball. They had to put the ball in the air and they couldn't do it on the ground. And that's because of Kenny and Duran and Devonta Wyatt and everyone, you know, unfortunately they lost Dean Lowry, but I loved seeing Devonta Wyatt get more stats because I think he deserves more playing time and they were just able to kind of move things. And I thought Preston Smith also had a really low-key game. Again, he only had the sack, but, like, just being able to set the edge and kind of manhandle things up front. It was was a really big test, and I think they lived up to the moment.
3: Yeah, so we talked about, you know, highlights on the offensive side of the ball, highlights on the defensive side of the ball. Special teams outside of that, you know, really bizarre, awful decision to try and, you know, fake a punt – which is
1: arguably not the players. That's the coach's decision,
3: right? Yeah. Um, You know, you got the 95 yard return from Keyshawn Nixon that, you know, unfortunately the offense couldn't capitalize on, but I think just knowing that like what we've seen from this unit compared to, you know, the first half of the season, all of last (laughs) season, I don't know about you, but I don't hold my breath anymore when special teams is on the field. And it feels like the first time I've been able to say that, you know, probably the last couple weeks. And it just, I don't want to rag on a guy like Amari Rogers. I'm happy he's finding success with the Texans, but it just makes you wonder where the malpractice was from this coaching staff to not have Nixon out there sooner because he's, he's changed the dynamic of the entire return unit.
1: He's the best returner in the league right now. He's going to the pro bowl (laughs) and he hasn't even played the whole season. Like that is so insane. He's going to rip one of those into the end zone before the season is out. Like I mark my words. He will have a return for a touchdown, um, it was really unfortunate re- watching the offense not be able to get seven off of that. I mean, he- 94 yards. That's the longest return since Randall Cobb's 2011 season opener touchdown return. It's been a decade since the special teams has had anybody even remotely close to Keyshawn Nixon. I, I think it's easy to highlight him and be like, haha, look. But like all of special teams has been better. Like Dallin Levitt and Innis Gaines, and I'm trying to think of who else is playing Gunners right now, but just they're making like really, really great tackles. They're not allowing on the flip side the opponents to get good returns any longer. They're stopping them in their tracks. The yeah. field goal unit has been money, like no issues there with Mason. Just all around the unit, like Rich Bisaccia, maybe it took him like half a season. But he's really, really turned this unit around. I almost wish it had happened a season sooner.
3: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. God, it's, it's those, those what-ifs hurt so bad. But I know. Even like Rudy Ford. And I know we talked God, about this. Yes, thank you. That's who I was missing. Well, like earlier in the season, we had talked about, you know, this season didn't have like a Rasul Douglas and Devondre Campbell signing that was going to just, you know, change everything or change the dynamics of a unit and you know Devondre Campbell made all pro like this wasn't going to happen every season but the moves that Gutekunst made to bring in a guy like Rudy Ford you know Darnell Savage is barely seeing the field right now so just you know these really kind of underrated um Jaron Reed you know we didn't say that he was going to come in and like become an all pro or you know flip the field but what they're doing is you know freeing up guys like Kenny Clark and if you focus on Jaron Reed has made some huge plays these last couple games. So just these these really underrated, kind of like under-the-radar signings. They're not flashy. You know, the Packers didn't bring in OBJ. But yeah. Goody is one of the best at finding guys who can come in and immediately contribute. Yep, he is. It's uh, roster-building
1: 360. That's what they say. Anything else before we wrap this episode up? I feel like there is plenty more still to talk about in this game. but
3: There's a lot to talk about, but I think... A lot of it is going to get lost in the conversation of now the Packers just need to win out. I mean, they, yes, they yeah. need the commanders to either lose once or they need the Giants to lose twice. But we've got the Vikings and the Lions at Lambeau Field these next two weeks. And I think if you asked anybody at 1265, if they like their odds at this point after what they've been through to start the season, they would say absolutely. So yeah. it's just nice to have some meaningful football still down the stretch because <laughs> it felt like we weren't going to get that as early as, you know, maybe three weeks ago. So lots to look forward to these next couple weeks. And the fact that it's against two NFC North rivals is either going to make it even sweeter or even more painful, I think. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, So we will be back with the Vikings preview Um, more to talk about lots to talk about this week. Um, Thank you all as always for listening. I'm happy to be back. No more breaks um, for Perry. Uh, You can follow the podcast at PWSS podcast on Twitter packs, what she said on Instagram and Twitch um, and YouTube. You can follow Maggie at Maggie J. Loney on Twitter. You should. She's the best. You can follow me if you want eh, uh, at Perry underscore Goldstein. Um, This has been one of the wildest, weirdest seasons to talk about on this show. And there are two weeks left. So join us through the end. Maybe two weeks is not the end. Who the heck knows with this team. But no matter what, we say go, Paco.